0: It's
1: time to get geeked up It's time to get geeked up To stand up Comics telling you what's up in movies and TV I know you could feel me Music and gaming You know what I'm saying Comic books and tech Stuff you ain't up on yet And if you aren't hooked We're gonna go and take a closer look And no shows the same We always got a different game Always got a different game Time to Get Geeked Up What's going on Geeks? Welcome to the Geeked Up Podcast presented life from Coronaville. I'm Devin Barnes. And with me always is Mr. Social Distance himself, William Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the show. And of course, this is another another week in quarantine with me still calling into the old studio. Looking right outside, I mean just not letting me in. <laughs>
0: I've am giving. i I've turned to taunting, and now I'm giving you the middle finger just to rub it in, you know? It's really...
1: Exactly, exactly. Even though uh, the, the curve is going down a little bit, uh, we're still practicing social distancing. Not uh, going outside for any means necessary.
0: Yes, yeah, So Devin is uh, uh, virtually on the podcast, and we, uh, much like everybody else, are using the cutting-edge technology of the phone. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> we're kicking it old school here on the Geek Up Podcast. All right, we still got Devin calling in. We c- <laughs> That's right. I uh, call him the rotary. We could be zooming, or uh... but not only do I not want to be in my apartment, I don't even want to see this bastard. So we uh, we're keeping yeah. it on the phone.
1: That's right. Yeah, listen to Friday night at 8 p.m., I don't want to see anybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: But uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We got a good one for you this episode. Of course, listen back to uh, all of our other Life in Coronaville episodes going on during all this, our Netflix and Chats. We had a lot of big Star Wars news on the last uh, episode we did, just May 4th.
0: So check that out. Our big Star Wars special, uh, which of course featured our uh, closer look from a long time ago and a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so definitely, uh, 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 that's a little that's a little teaser alert for you. But go back and listen to the Star Wars episode and enjoy the closer look for, I guess, uh, a special treat and I guess a little foreshadowing on what's going to be coming up next in the geeked world maybe we'll get into that in a minute or so but absolutely absolutely but i
1: guess before we get into all the uh news and unpack all the fun stuff for you you know we always get to start off on a somber note and uh bring you a little uh RIP news uh so Liam how many wrestlers died this
0: week <laughs> yeah I mean I guess uh, as Devin said I'll handle the uh, RIP news uh, in case an airplane flies overhead and on Devin's half and we uh, and he gets cancelled out on the phone I don't want to be so I'll do the uh, I'll do the RIPs and we want to get that out of the way and actually no professional wrestlers I suppose but really a pact uh, uh, ironically enough. Uh, probably the most crowded uh, R.I.P. segment that we have done on the Geeked Up podcast, in all honesty, and uh, uh, and as well, we had just done an episode towards the later half of last week, so it's really been like over the weekend and over the last couple of days, a packed. Uh, a segment of r i p news unfortunately, however, and I guess somewhat interesting uh coronaville news, however, but really only one uh, covid related death amongst the whole group, uh which I guess will start with Roy Horn, who, as best known as Siegfried and Roy, <laughs> right I guess the original <laughs> Tiger king <laughs> but Uh, Mm -hmm. Siegfried and Roy and now Roy as well was the dude who was attacked by the tiger like 10 years ago uh, 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 and I guess kind of put an end to the whole Siegfried and Roy thing if you remember that whole story. Yeah,
1: no, but, yeah, absolutely
0: I do. Yeah, yeah. After the Tiger like, kind of like mauled him on stage and then he they like defended the Tiger. There was a whole, you know, people were saying it was a cover-up and like that pretty much was like, like an end. When we were growing up, Siegfried and Roy were huge, you know what I mean? But as well that yeah, kind of did. Yeah,
1: was going to say that too, but like why? <laughs> like
0: They were just <laughs> like a cheesy Vegas show, but yeah, they were huge. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was just that amazing, the, the, the Whole uh, exotic Joe world of tigers really does illuminate the <laughs> mind for uh, generations, but so uh, and I, I like I mentioned uh, COVID related death for Roy, who which I guess is as, as well as uh, somewhat interesting in the sen- in the sense that coronavirus has as well been traced to tigers. As there was a couple yeah, of the tigers from the zoo that had died of coronavirus, so no, no word, offense at all. No word if he caught this from a tiger or whatnot.
1: Yeah, or did he give it to uh, another Siegfried and the tigers have it?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or did he pass? But uh, uh, so I guess uh, sad news, uh, and again, uh, uh, just in all honesty, with the whole re-emergence of the of the uh, popularity in the underground tiger world. Uh, uh, A sad, uh, sad to see Roy Horn go to Corona related causes. Uh, uh, Okay, as well. Then I guess we got a bunch of other uh, non Corona RIPs and a couple of really big ones, as I guess, especially here on the Geeked Up Podcast, where I guess we would have to lead off with uh, Jerry Stiller. Yeah, that's
1: a huge one, man. And another one, too, because, like, we are big fans of, like, Cypher, of course, and he's stands with of the dad on it, but it's also one of those things, and we've talked about on the show, too, when we saw Ben Stiller in uh, in real life at the show we went to. I remember we were joking around, like, one of the questions we were going to ask him would be, like, is your dad still alive? You know your mom died,
0: but, uh... <laughs> What's so Jerry doing, kid, anyway? He broke the other
1: day, I was like, you yeah, know, I wasn't sure if he was still alive or not, but, uh...
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess ninety-two when he passed, and pretty legendary, like you said. Of course, uh, uh, for uh, 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 most—I'm sorry—for of course, our generation, I would say, of course, best known as uh, Frank Costanza, but as well, he uh, also played uh, 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 King of Queens, his dad, Kevin James's dad, on King of Queens. So, like yeah, that's two right. epic.
1: Playing the exact same character, too. <laughs> I know,
0: uh, uh, but two epic, like sitcom fathers, as well as being like a, like one like a, a real life uh, uh, iconic father. To Ben Stiller, like you mentioned, and I guess part of the whole classic Stiller and Mira comedy uh, team, which for me, I guess, is kind of like a little bit like a little bit, you know, uh, guilty to say or ashamed to say, but never really have done like the Stiller and Mira deep dive. You know what I mean, as I guess no, I, I I checked it like Rickles, you know what I mean, and some like early comedy, but uh I really don't have much of a connection to stiller and uh, to Stiller and Mira, you know so
1: Agreed, agreed. Yeah, I remember I doing the
0: segment when uh, Helen Mira died, you know, a couple years ago. And uh, uh, for us, though, I mean, just either uh, the iconic character of Frank Costanza, we've talked about it before, but such, like, really just an amazing cast job as well or whatever. But just, like, such a believable uh, a father to the schlep that was George Costanza, you know. Mm-hmm. But so uh, I guess big news there, 92, like we said, so lived an amazing life, Uh, as well living an amazing life, I think, uh, I think 89, but like, you know, uh, uh, just an amazing life as well for little Richard. Who passed, uh, uh, of course, one of the real godfathers of rock and roll, uh, uh, and, you know, uh, just as well, you know, I guess I'll get into a little bit more in the uh, jamming world this week, as I'll talk uh, about Little Richard a little bit more, but, you know, of course for the uh, early rock and roll, but as well, you know, like a lot for civil rights in some ways, you know what I mean, being like a gay black dude in the, you know, like deep south 1950s, Uh you know what I mean, like... So, uh, uh, for sure.
1: When I was a kid, I, uh, I used to think that my connection with little Richard would be, uh, I used to think he was like really cool when I was a kid because he would like, (laughs) I mean, who did show up on a lot of those like cheesy sitcoms we watched, like Full House or like, I'm sure (laughs) he was on an episode of like Home Improvement, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. the 90s sitcom cameo king is always Little <laughs> Richard. Every time he showed up, they're like, oh, this
0: fucking guy again. Yeah, he was definitely playing keys with Joey Gladstone. Was, you know uh... what I mean?
1: Telling Uncle Jesse to shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big, I guess, Little Richard connection to my life, but uh, he was like a fixture or at least did a couple of uh, 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 God Bless America's intros for WrestleManias as it was always like it felt <laughs> like every year was either Ray Charles or Little Richard that would sing God Bless <laughs> America before... Uh, uh, Wrestlemania so and you're right definitely like a 90's cameo king but uh, right super super like, influential though in all one, in all I honesty
1: I 100% guarantee he was on uh, at least one episode of Family Matters
0: <laughs> yeah that's a fair uh, that's a fair bet
1: but I think he made a cameo on literally every TGIF lineup show. I'm sure he. There was a Boy Meets World Little Richard cameo, step by step Little Richard cameo.
0: I'm telling yeah, you. For real. <laughs> I mean, what sitcom couldn't use a gay key uh, a gay keyboardist to uh, join the staff? You know, like he really fit in. Uh, universally loved, of course, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, And then as well, I guess a couple other more uh, uh, notable RIPs, but Betty Wright, who was like a a famous soul singer uh, uh, as well, then had like a little bit of a resurgence. And she was one of the I guess one of the judges on the uh, uh, P. Diddy making a band, making the band show on MTV. Okay. Okay. Um, She was uh, also uh,
1: one of the Golden Girls, I'm pretty sure
0: one of the golden girls?
1: Oh, I'm
0: thinking Betty White, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. No. I think that's uh that's Betty White. No R. Oh. oh okay, okay, got it, got it. <laughs> Dude, Sorry. Google Betty Wright and just uh <laughs> I'm going to give you a minute to Google and then we'll just hear you laughing in a second. <laughs> so, uh and then for you at home, Google Betty White and Betty Wright and see where the uh, only one uh, one letter separates them. However, very different.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, there we go, there we go, right there. Oh, the judge from uh, making a band.
0: <laughs> exactly. The. Uh... I guess another shocking news: Betty White is still alive. <laughs> I mean, can we confirm that, or did you just not go this weekend? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like. <laughs>
1: but I'm sorry, not to take away from Betty right. <laughs> yeah, for,
0: with all uh, with all due respect to both Bettys. Uh, but, uh, as well, I guess another P Diddy connection, but Andre Harrell, who was the founder of Uptown Records, that was the label that Bad Boy, uh, spun off from, and I guess like the first label to officially sign Biggie Smalls when they were kind of like when Puff Daddy was still like in the R&B world with Mary Jane Jodeci. But, uh, uh, you know, like Biggie on uh, those real early Biggie uh, uh, raps always talks about like, like he was half in that R&B world and always shouts out a lot of like R&B artists. That was all through the Uptown Records connection. Uh, founded by Andre, uh, uh, the Uptown Records Connection, uh, you know, ran by Andre Harrell. So uh, very influential in the, you know, hip-hop R&B scene there. So a double dose, so a tough weekend for P. Diddy as well as uh, his mentor in the game, Andre Harrell, as well as, you know, obviously a connection to Betty Wright. So our condolences to P. Diddy as well as the family, as well as the, <laughs> the Harrell and uh, the Harrells and Wright families. <laughs> but uh and then i guess last but not least but uh i guess especially in this you know coronavirus real you know uh web kind of culture and this you know internet uh, uh interactive internet kind of world but one of the original uh, uh hilarious uh youtube viral sensations but the double rainbow guy has apparently passed has. <laughs> of, uh, of, of excitement, I believe. But, of course, we all remember the double rainbow guy just being, like, just a, 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 like a probably tripping, <laughs> or definitely really high, but just being so stoked to be witnessing a double rainbow uh, live. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It was really are just, like, his like enthusiasm original- really...
1: For sure, he's like one of the original YouTube like viral guys, man. He goes there with like Charlie Bit Me and uh, Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife, <laughs>
0: Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife guy. Yes. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. I'll throw him in the Hall of Fame with with Fat Star Wars kid. He goes on the viral Ra- Mount Rushmore with Fat Star Wars <laughs> yeah. kid, and. Uh... For sure <laughs> <laughs> So I guess, uh, uh, rest in peace, I guess a big geeked-up moment of silence. And uh, I guess with that, maybe we will uh, get I'm more gonna... into the show here.
1: All right, all right, we will get in the show here. So yeah, I guess that would be Liam with all his somber R.I.P. news. Uh, like you said, big geek moment of silence. But uh, moving on, a uh, little cheerier news. You know, as we been talk about, we've been doing the uh, Zoom rooms every Friday night. And uh, last week, if you listened to last week's episode, we were also talking about how uh, the Ben and Jerry's, are, or Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but how they made a uh, Netflix or chill ice cream. And then in the Zoom room, we got the live taste test from uh, someone in the party, with was Yoon.
0: Yes. That, uh, Big shout out to, to my boy Yoon. Uh, who came through in the clutch In an, uh, a, a total coincidence as well As of course last week Not only did we tell you about Netflix and chat But we gave you the whole Ben and Jerry's uh, Geeked flavor rundown And then we were uh, uh, Talking about people's favorite Geeked flavors in the Zoom room When Yoon whips out of the freezer A fresh pint <laughs> Of the Netflix and chill Yeah
1: we got the uh, taste test coming, too. Uh, results were very peanut buttery. I believe was the. Uh, that's the review, which review. he said it with the negative
0: kind of canota- connotation. Sounds delicious to me. I mean, yeah, what's not to
1: like about that? For real, well, that's a good problem to have. I popcorn mean, popcorn something in there.
0: Yeah, that's true. We definitely are going to uh, – we have totally spaced on our write-in campaign for a popcorn-flavor Netflix and chat. However, uh, 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 we're still going to – however, we're still going to see what the fine folks in Ben and Jerry can do for us. Or if not, Van Dykes of Bridgewood is getting the the call. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But uh, I guess, so talking about Netflix and chat Ice Cream, we do have some uh, upcoming Netflix things coming out, you know, something to watch on the block while you're uh, stuck inside. Uh, a few comedy specials came out. I guess leading that would be, uh, you know, I've been, gosh, I'd say 20 years, but Seinfeld just has a new uh, comedy special out on Netflix right now.
0: Yes, and this was actually a big shout-out. Golden ticket suggestion, again from the Zoom room to Ron the Waiter. And I guess a lot of these mm-hmm. actually are golden ticket selections from Netflix. So I guess, well, we're uh, uh, talking about all that. but uh, uh, And then I guess another big geek connection to this Seinfeld special because we are, uh, uh, I guess, under the impression that this was actually the uh, uh, Seinfeld show that you had went to that you had talked about on the show.
1: For sure, man. I, I mean, it's filmed at the Beacon Theater and, like, I was watching it the other night and, like, trying to put my finger on it. I was like, hey, I wonder if this is the show that I was at. And I'm, like, joking around. I'm like, oh, there's that guy from the front row. It was definitely that
0: show.
1: <laughs> but, uh. Yeah,
0: I mean, they probably, the you know. out. Sorry. I'm going to say it is. Yeah, I mean, they probably filmed, like, several of the shows and then edited together is usually what they do. But uh, uh, it's definitely from the run. Like, I think he only played, what, like, two or three shows, uh, you know, three or four shows at the Beacon, you know, I think, on that little uh, swing for exactly. Jerry. And so I, you know,
1: I was at the Friday night show, man. I feel like that's the one you'd want to film.
0: And Definitely close enough. I mean, it's the same material and, you know, filmed, like, the next day. It was, you know, uh, you were definitely definitely there for the magic. Yeah, yeah. But it's his
1: yeah, but it is his big uh I think the last comedy special he did, I mean obviously he's still been like in the comedy world, you hear about touring all the time. He has his show, Communities and Cards drinking coffee. But yep. this is the first like stand up special he's had in like I want to say twenty years. I think since from uh I'm telling you for the last time.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, it's definitely, uh, you know, he's not especially comedy specials now are a lot more, you know, just prevalent for comedians. Every comic has, you know, uh, a special. Back when we were growing up, a little bit more in the 90s, it was like there was a handful of specials that would come out every year, you know, to focus on. Mm. It wasn't like a rite of passage just for every comic to every couple years put one out, you know, but uh, uh, so it's definitely not there's not been like a big major buzz uh, Seinfeld special sense, like you said, I'm telling you for the last time, which even that was kind of like a best of accumulation of all of his past bits from the years before. So really it's been like, you know, in terms of new material from Seinfeld, like the whole, I'm telling you for this last time, the whole point of that special was that it was old material, you know? So it's like. Yeah, exactly. It was all like his old stuff.
1: Yeah, this is all new stuff. And, you know, I, it holds up. If you're a fan of Seinfeld, you will like it.
0: Yeah, I have not seen it yet, uh, which I guess is a little bit, you know, I'm snoozing there big time.
1: And I guess since we're sticking with the kind of stand specials, um, you know, a Netflix and chat all-star, Chris D'Elia from XOXO has a new uh, comedy special out on Netflix right now. Yes,
0: that was another one mentioned in the Zoom room. But uh, Chris D'Elia and a lot of people have been, Chris D'Elia has been kind of blown up. And uh, uh, you know, Pain special has been getting a lot of buzz. I'm a big fan, as we talked about during our XOXO whole uh, whole breakdown. But <laughs> as well, the DLEA podcast I think has been uh, blown up as well. So this special has kind of been there's uh, been a lot of uh, a lot of buzz around it for him.
1: Yeah, uh, I haven't watched it, and I'm kind of a Yeah. <laughs> But also, a little more my speed, but I guess other people might not like. But uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz is another comedy special that's come out, which is like a long improv comedy special. Uh, I guess you would know Tom Middle Ditch was like the lead on uh, Silicon Valley on HBO. Ben Schwartz, I guess would probably be best known as like Ben Raphael on Parks and Recreation, as long as he just give the voice for Sonic the Hedgehog in the movie.
0: All right, all right it's so a big year from a uh, big year from him,
1: big year from Benny schwa he's also but yeah they so do they do three it's three separate shows in like one under one special so each one's like about an hour long, but it's just like long form improv, I guess you know with uh u c b closing down the city, this would be the best thing you can get right now on demand.
0: Yeah, no, and honestly, there's uh, uh, not really a lot of improv specials, even, you know, from UCB or whatnot, but that uh, a brand of comedy does not really get, like, packaged and produced uh, for people like this very often, you know?
1: That's a big thing. I've heard him on a couple podcasts I listen to, like Comedy Bang Bang and whatnot, and that's kind of what he's been saying, too, is that he's kind of bringing, like, long-form improv, like, in the spotlight, like, look, this is a hilarious... uh, yeah, Those hilarious comedy show. It's not just nerdy kids <laughs> doing improv.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. And, I mean, it's just, like, really amazing just with the success of sketch comedy in general or whatnot that there hasn't been, you know, something kind of like this before. Uh, and I'm sure there has, but this is definitely, like you said, the uh, really been more, you know, had more buzz than any other kind of, like, improv special around it, you know?
1: Absolutely, man. And uh, I watched the first one, and it was uh... – a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Like I like them both, but even then, I just thought the idea would run old after like a couple minutes of watching it. big like, right, I get it. Like it's not scripted, but literally was like <laughs> laughing the whole hour. So yeah. definitely worth a watch.
0: All right, all right.
1: And then I guess kind of sticking with comedy, and uh, I don't know if this one was a golden ticket one or not, but uh, there's a uh, Have a Good Trip Adventures in like hallucinogens and it's a Netflix original movie, kind of a documentary, but it's really just a bunch of celebrities and comics and musicians talking about times they ate acid or ice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, pretty much just like an all-star cast of uh, of of acid tales, it sounds like. Um, yeah, but, uh, it uh,
1: piqued my interest.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> I mean, sure. I hear about it. I mean, acid is like all the rage over the last, you know, five years or so. It's become a a super, super popular whole subject matter and whatnot. And uh, I I guess uh, as evident of XOXO, I think we broke it down a little bit in XOXO, but psychedelic culture is like just absolutely at an all-time high right now. And this is, uh, I guess, kind of the the latest example. And I definitely, I think one of the most in-your-face examples or just like unapologetic examples of... Uh, uh famous people publicly telling stories of uh of you know their their experiences with uh hallucinogenics so i for guess sure. we have uh um... one of those th- i'm sorry go ahead
1: sorry it's one of those things though that were like LSD and something like that or at least still i've heard is like it's a very unique experience for each person so that's why it's kind of a funny thing to hear like everyone kind of talk about it cause it's all very different it's kind of, like, what turns me off of, like, I don't, since I've been, like, twenty, twenty-one, I haven't watched a new, like, weed documentary since it's come out. But like, yeah, I get it. Uh, fucking weed rules, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah for sure. Everyone pretty much has the same mellow experience where, it's like, something like this, and you see it, like, comics. <laughs> and it's such, like, a thing tied in with, like, you know, there's members of the Grateful Dead on there talking about it. It's such, like, a... Uh, culture part of a lot of the, like, these old rock music you would think of yeah yeah so it's just it would be super interesting and i look forward to watching it um Somersault might even get a golden ticket uh one of these days on the old netflix chat show but
0: yeah we got extraction yeah. coming up this week and we might need uh we might need a, to, to lighten the mood uh, thereafter there <laughs> that but. I guess like you said, uh, uh, the uh, one of the original drummers of The Grateful Dead, but Bill, uh, Bill Kreitzman is uh, featured in there, as well as Sting and uh, 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 Ad-Rock from the music world, as well as mm-hmm. Nick Kroll, Sarah Silverman, uh, 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 Rosie Perez, uh, as ben well Dillon. as uh, I guess the whole thing. Uh, who's that? Ben Stiller. Oh, Ben Stiller? All right, nice. Uh, uh, ben Stiller. Uh, and I guess the whole thing is coming to us from uh, Nick Offerman kind of put us together, again, from Parks and Rec, which uh, is a show that we probably talked about. I've never watched, but is really just like such a great reputation, and I really feel like has just like a life of its own in a lot of ways. But are you a Parks and Rec guy?
1: Uh, yeah, big time, man. I've watched uh, every episode. Because uh, I think it, that just and, got added
0: to like a, one of the streaming services, right? And it was like everybody was yeah, going we'll
1: crazy. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later in the show. But yeah, definitely uh, Parks and Rec has jumped on the whole virtual Zoom room party kind of thing. But we'll talk about that a little bit down the road in this show. Before we do that, going away from uh, the Netflix streaming service, a little bit of movie news. And I guess one of the big stories is we'll talk about another streaming service, even though, you know, it's not that loose, but... Disney Plus, uh, Hamilton is uh, coming to Disney Plus, the movie.
0: Okay, yes. And I guess this is... is... uh, I
1: guess a big thing, too, because it was supposed to come out in theaters, and now they're fast-tracking it to uh, be coming out, I think it's coming out July 3rd on Disney Plus, right before Independence
0: Day. And it was supposed to be coming out in theaters, but it was supposed to be coming out in theaters, like, uh, uh, over a year from now, as its original release (laughs) date was actually set for October 2021. And now they're boot moving it all the way up to this year, so huge.
1: Which to me is like, I why why were they waiting so long in the first place? Like. I had to look it up and see if it's an actual movie like oh they're gonna make they're making a movie of the original cast, but it's just the no. two thousand and sixteen Broadway production of it. yeah like no I think I've show. got the
0: I think I've got the uh, the the logic behind this one because I think I was talking about it maybe on uh, one of the Jammin' World shows where I was looking at some of the music movies that were coming up this year, but one of the biggest like music movies that was coming out this year was uh, in the Heights which is from the same guys of Hamilton. And then that got pushed back because of Corona. So that's now announced to be out in 2021. So I think they just flip-flopped them because they're just trying to like ride them because those guys are absolutely crushing it because they, as well, this last year, it just kind of ended right before Corona, like in the winter in New York city, but they did like a a super popular uh, Broadway run of their original whole thing uh, uh hip-hop love supreme which was kind of like their original project that predated these other ones and then like all mm-hmm. of the you know then the uh hamilton obviously you know just set the world on fire and then like well, i said in the heights even before that but uh, uh so they've been uh, uh more focusing on you know in the heights and hamilton all the success so they just like uh, last year kicked back up Uh, hip-hop love supreme so like all of their projects right now are in full swing so i think they were just trying to like let in the heights breathe because that was bound to be like one of the biggest movies of the year this year so i think they're kind of just trying to replace the 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 buzz that was going to be set for i think a summer release so i think they're just trying to replace that one with uh uh, hamilton and then who knows what's going to happen with hip-hop love supreme because that was a super popular a Broadway run this year, like a short Broadway run. So I think that's going to get more dug into with these guys.
1: Why aren't they just working on, like, a live-action movie of Hamilton? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I guess great you call. want to see the Broadway show, but, you know, come on. And I guess that's my point, though, too. It's from, like, a 2016 performance. Like, why was it <laughs> yeah, coming no. out in 2021 or 2020? Why wasn't this out, like...
0: 2017 Yeah I mean I guess probably just because the it's still been in run in too. theater yeah it's been like still yeah, active yeah. But uh, I'm super excited. I've never seen this show, so it's you know obviously been like uh, up until it closed, like one of the hottest tickets in New York. So uh, and like you said, you know what I mean. It would be a bummer to have to wait up until you know October 2021 to just watch a uh, uh, a movie version of the you know of one of the old shows. So definitely a much better, I think, set up for a video on demand release than like you know a huge major motion picture release. Anyway.
1: For sure. If you don't want to wait till July 3rd, though, and you've never heard the music and excited about it, I guess during a little bit of my research today, I stumbled upon, and I don't know how this one went by me, but like I said, if you don't want to wait till July 3rd to hear the music, in 2018, uh, Weird Al released the Hamilton polka, which is a seven-minute uh, <laughs> sh- sh- polka version of all the songs from Hamilton condensed in one. Nice. So, Weird uh, right. Al
0: condensed all of Hamilton into one hilarious polka song?
1: Yeah. But I looked at I listened to it today too. It's not like he's doing like his typical weird owl uh like making funny lyrics to it. He's singing the lyrics to the song but just doing it, you know, oh, love of polka. All right, all right. I guess he's just a big fan and I guess lin Manuel too, you know, the guy behind all this has been on like record saying like what a huge weird owl fan he is. <laughs> and then <laughs> Me, and, like, you both, down man, down me enough, and you both, my man. Man you both they both got their uh,
0: Hollywood Walk of Fame block announced on the same day. Weird Al and Lynn manuel Miranda. Oh, I mean, come on. Weird Al hasn't had a uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame yet? He didn't get that in, like, 92 yeah. after It's Fat came out? Like, Jesus. Yeah. No, I, I Talk about the all-time you. snubski. Like. <laughs>
1: really, right? Next thing I know, I'm going to find
0: out he's not even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, uh, I mean... Come on, we got to get a we got we got to immortalize Weird Al on the streets of L.A. I mean, jeez.
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. But I guess in uh, I guess other big movie news, I guess kind of speaking to what we were talking about, uh, the Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson, King of Staten Island, uh, the trailer came out for that, and it's coming right to uh, it's going to be video on demand. It's not going to be getting a the theater release now. Originally, it was supposed to
0: yep no of course it was uh, originally slated as one of the big summer releases, and instead it is going to be going straight to video on demand like we talked about uh, uh you know a couple episodes past we kind of, we try to give you a little bit of a rundown as much as we could, uh, especially at that time as to who decided to be going to video on demand uh, versus who decided to be going to late, re- you know to a uh, uh, delayed release dates. So I guess this one, uh, I don't know if they were, uh, uh, they hadn't determined, but I guess this week they re- uh, announced, Yeah, like you said, they're going straight to video uh, on demand as well. They released the trailer, like we said. Did you check out the yeah, trailer? I did. I did check
1: out the trailer. It's pretty much like Jet Abateau making a movie about Pete Davidson.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, it definitely. Uh, I guess first of all, uh, screams Judd Apatow <laughs> from from yeah, the trailer. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely, it has the whole like funny but sad feel. But uh, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. The Shemmy's in it. Uh, Bill Burr. Burr looks like he's an an
0: amazing character for Burr. Uh, And as well, like you said, though, uh, it's just interesting from the standpoint that it is like, you know, a Judd Apatow movie, but really more of like a Pete Davidson. I, I, I was surprised that Pete Davidson wasn't the writer behind this because it really is like a somewhat story of his life. You know what I mean? Having a father that died in the tragedies of September 11th, and then, you know, how that impacted him, that's been, like, a very public part of Pete Davidson's comedy career. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's kind of his whole gimmick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, like, definitely, it's, you know, you would think is, is I haven't really looked too much into it, but was it specifically written for Pete, or does Pete have any part in the, you know, writing or uh, uh, creation of the movie or whatnot? Like...
1: Yeah, I'm mean, curious to see. It. So it's like, where's Seth Rogen and James Franco and Paul Rudd? <laughs> I know, the yeah. gang? Where did the rest I'm of the like, gang
0: fit in? Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I mean, I'm very interested to know, just honestly, Pete like, Davidson. what the uh, Pete Davidson connection is to it, you know what I mean? Like, if they were, Judd Apatow kind of wrote the story, obviously influenced on Pete Davidson or whatnot, you know, it's... Uh, just weird you know i would have thought that pete da- it's a perfect pete davidson production not judd apatow but it's also a perfect judd apatow uh, production like we said just in the sad comedy blending you know
1: for sure and it is like you said too i mean uh one of those movies were like they made a decision to go streaming because just kind of move along another movie that we've talked about before on the show like two years ago we talked about how the trailer for it came out but with the new mutants movie that they're still saying now, like, oh, no, 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 there'll be a theater release for this movie. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> I mean, they've but already like, delayed it was, this long. It might as well, uh, what's another What's another eight like, months for the uh, new mutants?
1: It's one of those movies that for sure, it kind of fell into that thing where Disney bought Fox kind of like right when they got finished, like, doing the movie and, like, promoting it. And then Disney was like, oh, this doesn't fit into our MCU thing at all. So it just kept getting pushed back, and then with Corona, got got pushed back more. It was supposed to be, like, the first X-Men horror movie. Yep. But, I mean, it's just at this point, like, put it out. Like, the little girl from Game of Thrones, who's, like, 22 now, is, like, in it, like, come on. She's, like, 14 in this place.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. You're really going to date yourself with the uh, uh, fresh... And it's v- one of those
1: things, too, where I can't imagine the movie that good where like it's going to be worth like just put it out on demand already or put yeah, it on just Disney Plus or
0: sneak something. this like, one on uh on video on demand and be happy with what you get after now you know it's
1: get some kind of money back on it yeah but then i guess uh just movies uh that hasn't been an well some information that's been announced but this new spike lee joint the five bloods just released its uh movie poster The trailer will be coming out soon, but this is also
0: going to be a Netflix original. Yes, and I believe just set for release this summer as well. So just a couple months down the line. So they've been very, very hush hush about about this. You know, like we know it's a Vietnam tale. Uh, What Chadwick Boseman? uh, uh, You know, obviously the Mm -hmm. cast is out there, but they've not really, you know, uh, 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 you know, we've not really heard a lot about it outside of that. I'd say.
1: Yeah, no, and he's uh, you know, and he's coming off How of the Heels off of the Black Klansman that was nominated for like Best Picture, Best Director, so yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, and this one still is going to be uh, what Oscar were, like uh, fit in the time to be nominated in the Oscars if it holds up
0: to it. Yes, I guess they did announce that as well, that this is going to be going uh, straight to Netflix. This was a, you know, a Netflix production, but I guess much like The Irishman, uh, and as we talked about it last year with the whole Scorsese controversy and whatnot, uh, uh, but they, I'm sure, were planning a, a limited release in order to get the Oscar, you know, Credentials, but I guess uh, they are going to be allowing it uh, in the Oscar nomination, you know, pool uh, despite being released straight to streaming on Netflix this year. So very interesting,
1: very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious about this one. Is it is hush hush. It has a Vietnam setting out of during the Vietnam War. They're going back to Vietnam, but like
0: apparently, you know, like from a, a just one of the few. Uh, interviews and I literally because I was YouTubing this trying to find it or, uh, uh, you know and literally the closest I could come was a red carpet interview with Mario Lopez on the day of the Oscars like two years ago uh, and he was talking but he said I guess that it was a, uh, a tale of like uh, contemporary Vietnam vets going back to Vietnam to like find the remains of their uh, captain or something like that. So it's kind of you know like a, a a retrospect, a contemporary non vets looking back. I don't know if there's gonna be flashback scenes or what or what the story is. Yeah, uh, I'm curious because
1: I don't know if you've ever seen a Miracle at St. Anna. uh yeah, the no. World War II Spike Lee movie. Yes, I have never did. seen that one. It's amazing. Okay, it's nice. uh, crazy, and it's the same thing. It starts in modern day. I think this crazy crime happens and then it kicks back like all the way. But there's a good like 35 minutes before in the movie where before you even gets to World War II. But it's a wild movie, man. Especially for like you don't think like Spike Lee making a war movie, but it like
0: totally holds up. So
1: if it's anything like that, man, I'm super excited to see it.
0: Yeah, I've always heard great things about that one. I've never, uh, and again, like you said, that's one of those where it's like uh, uh, doesn't doesn't exactly feel like a Spike Lee movie. People say, but I've never seen that. It's got a great reputation though. And you're right, I guess this is uh, uh, so not the first time that he's dealt with war Because I was actually, uh, since I've never seen that I was uh, excited, like, looking at this as kind of Spike Lee's first war movie You know what I mean? It almost kind of has like a Tarantino kind of vibe Where it's like something different, you know Like finally a new genre for uh, Spike Lee So uh, I was definitely looking forward to that angle But still am, you know Especially, I guess, with the, uh, you know, reputation of it, so. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited for it, But As of now, like I said, all they've released is uh, just a movie poster,
0: and it gives
1: nothing away. Yeah.
0: uh, It it, it kind of reminded me of the movie poster from Bebe's Kids. I'm going to get those two confused (laughs) at at West Coast Video. I'm not going to know which... I'm going to come home with Bebe's Kids instead, but... (laughs) Funny, man.
1: But I guess without kind of talking about the virtual world, if you're not doing movies or Netflix streaming, and you're just doing stuff from home like us. And, uh, you know, I guess the big one that kind of kicked it off, we talked about all the late-night shows doing it, but uh, when SNL got involved, it was uh, kind of wacky that they would be doing it. But, I mean, honestly, they've done a good job. It was just the season finale of uh, SNL. They did it digitally. And, um, you know, yeah. they've been...
0: Uh, it's, no, they definitely did themselves proud. I'd say as like a TV franchise dealing with it, they they did what four, three or four episodes. Uh, and three, the- I believe. Three of them, and they were definitely, you know, some pretty, you know, for SNL standards, some pretty viral stuff or whatnot, you know. The uh, uh, Brad Pitt as Dr. Fauci uh, was, you know, like a pretty big thing. Of course, their first one, but uh, being able to come up with some sketches and deal with it, uh, uh, you know, as good as they did, was definitely a great job for the SNL team. Absolutely. Uh,
1: But, yeah, you know, they've – it was uh, this whole virtual thing, too. The uh, the first one they did, man, was the second most watched episode, right behind the Eddie Murphy coming back to SNL.
0: Okay. Which, yeah, we talked about that. That was a huge, uh, another huge SNL moment this year. But that makes sense, you know what I mean? We were definitely still very much, a, a, there was a lack of anything really new and fresh at that time. And uh, just the whole interest factor of SNL. I think they, if I remember, they kind of you know announced a couple of days before that they were going on live, and it was going to be a, it was a just a whole interesting. You know, we we hadn't seen a lot of these webcasts webcasts, and we weren't as familiar with the whole Zoom world and all that. So it was just you know how are they going to do it? What's gonna you know what are the sketches going to be? The whole so it was very interesting, uh, uh, very just interesting situation. So really I can was, see that. And this-
1: I thought they were only going to do it maybe the one time just to get it on, but it just really gives the writers and the performers a lot of credit to like be able to pull it off three times and like, you know, make an hour and a half out of it. It's pretty, uh, Pretty
0: impressive. I yeah, say. and as well, like even this last week, there was the uh, kids uh, let your kids drink PSA, which was you know what I mean, yeah. like a pretty you know viral whole sketch, and that caught a lot of buzz. Uh, like those For SNL, sure. fa- you know, fake PSA kind of sketches do from time to time. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, yeah, they had
1: Josh Gad cameo
0: in that song too, man. Okay, yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's uh. And- you know, just much, just uh, kind of like uh, uh, the business as usual for SNL with, you know, some big uh, big crossover pop culture sketches and whatnot.
1: For sure, man, for sure. And I guess even saying, too, wouldn't it wouldn't be uh, Josh Gad's first time doing one of these virtual Zoom uh, shows because Josh Gad's been doing his own uh, like, virtual show called uh, Reunited Apart where he's, like, getting the cast of, like, some pretty epic movies back together to all kind of just like talk about everything on there. I think the first one I know he just recently did Back to the Future cast and I think the first one he did was The Goonies
0: Yeah 80s 80s movie heaven from Josh Gad As uh, just I think yeah, just this week he released the Back to the Future, and like you said, a couple weeks ago was Goonies, where they get the whole you know uh, cast back for Zoom chats and tell you all the stories and all the uh, inside shenanigans behind uh, you know these two classic eighty movies, and I guess like he said, there are going to be a couple more to come. So I'd like personally, I'd like something out of the nineties, as we've talked the Friday cast together. What's up? Yeah, let's the Friday cast together. <laughs> yeah, for real. Smoke dog, baby. Remember that shit? But uh, uh, I guess <laughs> definitely two, uh, you know, beyond iconic uh, uh, movies and, you know, especially the Back to the Future. Uh, you got, you know, Christopher Lloyd, Michael J. Fox, some real big names. And, uh, you know, definitely the kind of movies... People uh, uh, would love to hear, you know, get the gang together and hear fun stories about, you know, kind of comfort food for your for your geek world.
1: For sure. I I guess who else has been doing something like that, too, would be uh, John Krasinski's been doing the Good News Network uh, viral Zoom Room kind of thing. And that's been crushing it with that. He's been like. Yeah, he got like the first one he did an interview with
0: Steve Carell.
1: So there was kind of like that reunion. And then I think the second episode, he got, like, the whole original cast of Hamilton on to, like, perform a song, speaking of Hamilton. And then I guess this newest one he just did, though, kind of getting the whole reunion thing going is he got the whole cast of The Office back together for a uh, an episode on his show.
0: Yeah, it was, what, for somebody's, like, wedding or something, right? He, like, surprised yeah. two fans for their... Who are these two idiots? That's then? exactly
1: what he does. He, like, reaches out to, like, fans. He like encourages fans to like do their own versions of his show. It's just uh, okay, it's a super positive. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: no, like every I've just seen so many uh, like Facebook posts, you know, from chicks with a uh, crying face emojis <laughs> talking about how sweet John Krisnia talking about how sweet John Krasinski is, you know. But uh, so right. I, I, I just know not, it's been uh, like a really popular thing.
1: Yeah, when he's not directing movies about his family getting murdered by uh, silent space monsters, he's uh, (laughs) really going out there and doing the positive thing instead.
0: (laughs) But definitely making a real big name for himself, you know, just uh, uh, independently as well, you know what I mean, just with the films and now this, you know, uh, webcast. It's just who would have thought Jim from The Office would uh, make it this far, you know, like.
1: Yeah, he has two seasons of The Jack Ryan Show on uh, Amazon.
0: Okay. Yes, that as well has been real popular. But you know, uh, it's really turned into a, a pretty. He's uh, turned into a Hollywood powerhouse. You know, like. Yeah, you're right. I
1: really thought it'd been a uh, Kevin or Scanlon that was going to be the breakout <laughs> star of the office. I
0: know, seriously. Never thought of, of that. Mindy Kaling and uh, and and Jim. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ.
1: I guess Steve Carell's doing all right for himself too.
0: Poor Gervais, well, is so a, was, a, and yet nothing from Gervais.
1: let's <laughs> Gervais. <laughs> yeah. sitting on his little hands. <laughs> but I guess, too, what I was saying about the Parks and Rec thing and this reunion virtual is they just did on NBC an episode, you know, the show's been off the air for a few years now, but they just did a reunion episode of Parks and Rec where they were all in character and were, like, doing a Zoom call together.
0: Okay, I see. Oh, that's cool. So that was how they handled their reunion episode. They got everybody. Uh...
1: Yeah, it was like a reunion episode. Obviously, they're doing it over Zoom, but they were all doing it like in character. So, like Chris Pratt was on there. And then, were Tom they just like telling stories about the
0: uh, about the show and all in character, or was they it... weren't
1: telling stories about the show? They were like being characters from the show. Like Aziz Ansari was on there, but playing his character from the show, not Aziz Ansari.
0: Okay. And they gave you just, like, a new fresh episode over Zoom. Now, what was the concept of the show? It was, like, were they in office or something?
1: COVID's going on. They're just all, like, catching
0: up via Zoom chat. I gotcha. I gotcha. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was another definite huge... uh, Huge thing that's gone on over the last couple of weeks here in Coronaville, but again, like I said, I'm not, uh, not a, a Parks and Rec fan, but that show has really just, uh, like I said, seemingly just one of those that's gotten like more popular, almost since it's went off, almost, you know?
1: For sure, and it's definitely one of those easy shows to just kind of, like, stream and binge on, kind of like, you know, you always hear people joke around about how they were rewatching The Office on Netflix for like the hundredth time. Rec definitely has like that re-watch ability of just an easy bingey, streamy, thirty minute comedy show.
0: Okay, nice. And like I said earlier, I think about it, but I, I think it's uh just was added to uh, I think Netflix or maybe uh maybe one of the competitors. So I
1: believe it is on
0: Netflix. But yeah, I think that's a new, uh, a fairly new addition to Netflix as well. So. Check out your Parks yeah, yeah, and Rec, movies. but uh, uh, so I guess uh, along with SNL. So uh, who would you think? Uh, who do you think uh, uh, handled Fresh Zoom content better from NBC, SNL or Parks and Rec? What was a better?
1: Uh... Ooh, I don't know. Uh, very much the same, I guess. SNL, just because Parks and Rec, they are just playing one character. Where SNL, is you you're coming up with, uh, you know, like fifteen different Zoom jokes <laughs> for yeah, three for different episodes.
0: And now, well, uh, and now the progressive auto insurance has really hacked them off by uh, uh, launching a, a line of flow uh, progressive Zoom commercials. So, if she wasn't yeah, already really. the most annoying fucking uh, <laughs> advertisement on yeah, TV, honestly,
1: like fuck you, Progressive. Like yeah. you were really clamoring, like, wow, no, we're not gonna get any more slow commercials during this COVID thing." Like, no, no, no <laughs> yeah. we got you. We'll do a, a Zoom meeting, and so I just play some old ones.
0: I know, seriously.
1: But I guess that would be all the uh, kind of news we got going on this week. But uh, kind of talking about Spike Lee's, you know, only his movie poster coming out. You know, that was the big key for his new movie before the trailer. It kind of got us thinking, uh, we could take a closer look at something like that. Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope, then the microscope. All of the other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're going to look real close, take a closer look, closer look, closer look. All right, of course, that was uh, the Andre Davi closer look classic. Check him out on SoundCloud. uh...
0: Big shout out to Andre Davi. Still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all.
1: Although, you know, I think I might have sealed the deal on the uh, last uh, Dolomite <laughs> yeah. episode on Netflix.
0: Dolomite, yeah, D- so D- uh, Dolomite uh, intro still applies, so for what it's <laughs> worth, cast your vote.
1: But this is the closer look section, and uh, like I was saying, we we'll talk about the Spike Lee just releasing the poster for his movie today, and I was joking around how he didn't really give much away. It got us thinking that, you I mean, you think movie posters, and I'm mean, even go as far as to say, like, certain album covers. There's just some certain great ones that, like, when you think album cover or movie poster, it, like, pops up in your head. For sure. Some of just the greatest that just really sell the movie or the album. I mean, I guess I'll go first. So I guess what we'll be taking a closer look at is uh, movie posters and uh, best movie posters and album covers throughout the years. Movie uh, posters and
0: album artwork. Uh, 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 Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll kick it off first and just say uh, I think there's going to be no surprise where I'm going to go with you because you guys know me. But uh, I'm going to definitely start off with Star Wars posters. I mean... All right now, which one? Getting, are we talking
0: A uh, New Hope or well, are we talking... It, it, uh back
1: from the very original one where it's, like, him holding Luke Skywalker, holding the lightsaber up, Leia, like, wrapped around his leg. Yep. It's just, like, this epic... I think Vader's head is in the background of this guy. It's just this epic, like, so much going on in this movie poster. And For sure. Like, what the hell is this crazy movie? But then... Throughout the years, every Star Wars movie that's come out since then, a big thing has been, like, the official poster release of the movie. I was just like, because they're all known for just being, like, these crazy, elaborate, over-the-top, like, showing so much action. Much like everything
0: in Star Wars, but... (laughs) 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 Definitely adding to the whole fan experience, though. Yeah, for sure.
1: Speaking of the Star Wars one, too, another really epic thing, if you want to go down that rabbit hole is look at that movie poster from, like, other countries and, like, the Star Wars one from, like, other countries. Some of them are, like, crazy. Like, the Russian one is really interesting. I know the Chinese one is uh, pretty, like, just (laughs) bonkers.
0: No, that is definitely a fun thing to do with movie posters, though, uh... Look at the other countries. All other countries have different, you know, uh, uh, movie posters, which are usually somewhat similar. They'll maybe take, like, one of the elements of it and then kind of play around with it. But sometimes just totally different, you know, color schemes and everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um. All right. I guess if uh, for my first movie poster, I'm actually gonna, I guess, throw you a bone as, a, as of course, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it to the '90s. But uh, And, of course, one of uh, both of our favorite directors. But uh, I, th- I feel definitely one of the more all-time iconic movie posters and definitely one of the more, like, purchased movie posters that I've ever seen anyway. But, uh, uh, of course, the Pulp Fiction uh, movie poster. Oh, for sure. Irma Thurman man. smoking a cigar, feet up in the air, smoking a cig on the uh, on the bed.
1: Yeah, right? How surprising is it that she's wearing shoes in that poster, too, and she's not barefoot,
0: knowing (laughs) what we know about
1: Tarantino now. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. Love of the feet. She's wearing high heels in the picture, but, you know, you'd expect a barefoot. But she's got the gun in front of her. She's smoking a cigarette. She's reading a pulp comic.
0: Yeah, reading the pulp comics. Yeah, that's definitely uh, one of the... That's definitely one of the ones that you'll see most, uh, you know, like in uh, people's, you know, uh, dorms and uh, man caves and whatnot, you know? For sure. For sure.
1: Um, I guess another one that I would say, and just kind of sticking with just my Star Wars thing is, but I would say like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of has that same Star Wars feel. Where it's like Harrison Ford in the middle, like with the giant whip and the classic hat, and then like all the characters from the film like spread out around the background, like just I like, think kind of like comic book yeah. drawings, if you will.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, definitely has the same uh, Star Wars kind of feel as well. It's got like a pretty uh, identifiable like uh, uh, uh type uh, uh, lettering to it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the uh, the classic Indiana Jones font. Is pretty, like, recognizable and, you know, synonymous. Yeah, the with big
1: the, orange and yellow letters. Yeah, feature. yeah.
0: And, uh, I mean, I guess kind of that's where one of the things where I go with these movie posters are kind of, like, that font you can kind of, like, you can, you know, see that re- kind of recreated and know that you're doing, like, an indie spoof. All right. There are other kind of movie posters that are just like kind of iconic just for like almost being parodied. Uh, uh, You'd see this a lot with Scarface, where there's not like a rapper that hasn't like at least done a a photo shoot (laughs) with the half black, half white side. You know what I mean? But that whole just iconic poster has been like parodied a lot, you know, for
1: sure. Absolutely. It's uh, such a good point. I guess kind of jump around, too. I'll go uh, stick with your 90s thing, but I'll jump over. I'm going to come back to the movies, but I'm going to jump over to album covers for a little bit. And just when we were talking about this, I don't know about you, but the first thing that popped in my head, uh, just because, it's just I don't know, to me, such an iconic uh, album cover. Should we say it on the 90, count of three? Uh, one, two, three, Nirvana? <laughs> never, never mind. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah,
0: of course. <laughs> I mean, oh, I was I was naked? gonna go with the Weird Al version for the gag, <laughs> because <laughs> equally iconic is the Weird Al wearing boxers. But of course, you want to give the peeps the never mind uh, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a crazy
0: it's just a crazy album cover. You know what I mean? Just the naked baby swimming underneath the pool. Yeah, little dicky flopping in the pool. <laughs> I mean. But like, yeah, but you think,
1: I mean, I think album cover, right where my head goes to.
0: For sure. And I guess that one does kind of pair off with the fact that it has one of the, it it is as well, one of like the most iconic albums itself. You know what I mean? Like, especially just definitive Mm -hmm. of the 90s, like that actual, like, uh, uh, music Uh, Side of the album was like such a revolutionary like culture shock and the album cover definitely went totally along with it with just like the, uh, you know, shock value, but still just like uh, forever, uh, 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 you know, cemented in your head synonymous with Nirvana is that one image of the baby floating. Absolutely. Even the Absolutely. in utero logo was somewhat, you know, iconic. But the uh, the baby and the and the Weird Al version a close second to the Weird Al version. <laughs> I'm going to throw you another iconic '90s one from a couple years after. Never mind. But uh, from another from an album that was, you know, pretty uh, uh, iconic for the '90s as well. But the Dookie album cover was always, you know, oh, wild, like, man,
1: I had that on my list too.
0: Okay, yeah, like the bomb dropping over the cartoon town. But that was a very uh, you know, just recognizable with the band and with the nineties, you know.
1: There's a lot going on in that picture too, man. It's like a where's
0: Waldo page. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no for of, sure. There's like
1: all the cast, there's like dogs throwing poop. Well it's dookie, so there's a lot of poop a lot of
0: poop around. references going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's uh, one of the first albums I ever got taken away from me was G. Just because it was one of the first, like, parental advisory ones. Because, okay, of. Uh, interesting. I forget the song, but, Masturbation, masturbation's lost its mind. Fucking great. My mom heard that. I was like, oh, we're getting rid of this one. Another album cover. That I mean, just I uh,
0: to go along I with think... that, even real quick, but just the fact that the name of the album. Was bit was shit. You know what I mean? That people yeah. didn't like. That was kind of the the uh, the first time people had heard that term or whatever. But then once you put two and two together, it was already too late. You know, like my mom already bought the album by the time she like uh <laughs> yeah. twenty twenty ran the story about what the what the, the kids were doing. You know, uh,
1: another album that got taken away from me. And I'm gonna mention this one too, just because based solely on the album cover <laughs> like my mom didn't even hear the album she just saw the cover i think i might even talk about this on mic before too but she saw the cover and was like i don't know what's going on in that album but you're not listening to it would be the uh second dmx album flesh in my flesh blood of my blood <laughs> okay interesting just yes a plain white background it's him standing in the middle shirtless with his arms out and then just like buckets of blood being poured over. Yeah,
0: it's like a crucifixion uh, 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 white yeah. black white backdrop with like a crucifixion thing going. DMX being just crucified, just covered in blood. <laughs>
1: and uh, so, based on appearance alone, that's another album cover I think of all the time. And then my mom took that one away. She wasn't wrong. Yeah, yeah. Have been listening. What was
0: on that album? I kind of have a similar story, but I uh, uh, another iconic album, but Doggy Style from the '90s. But I ended up having to buy like a, a copy of that off of my friend or something, or I traded my friend's CD. But I ended up getting a copy of my friend's Doggy Style. But he had to, in order to pass by his mom, he needed to like take a magic a, a black marker and like edit himself and like draw things on and like scribble things out but like he like artistic influenced the doggy style album cover himself to like make it pass mustard by his mom and then what i did i actually flipped it inside out and if you remember there was like a sick picture of like it was like a mugshot style picture of snoop yeah, yeah that yeah. i rocked as the because the original was like him sniffing a dog's ass it was uh, a it was weed leaps <laughs> on there it was uh your mom yeah, no, your, your your mom wouldn't like it for an 11-year-old boy or whatever we were.
1: Yeah, yeah but that is a classic album, too, man. Just that album cover and like the cartoon dog. Yeah, you're right. Sticking his head in, like, the doghouse. I think smelling some dog's
0: head. <laughs> I mean, a lot of classic rap ones. I guess another, uh, uh, but just the uh, baby with an afro is just, like, immediately identifiable for Ready to Die mm-hmm. and for with Biggie. Um You know, uh, uh, a a lot of the uh, 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 tribe called Quest had some like you know the tribe called Quest. You know, character is like an iconic logo identified to the band. For sure, Wu Tang album. Another one of those. Yes, Wu Tang has like the all time classic logo. I I Mm -hmm. guess maybe to hop it back into the movies, but kind of uh, for the Wu Tang logo, I always kind of looked at that as like the Godfather logo. You know what I mean? The Marinette puppet thing that is like... Little
1: Marinette puppet thing.
0: Yes. And The Godfather's another one. I guess there's even like a couple of different Godfather posters or, you know, that's just like a, a, an iconic recreation that's not necessarily the poster. You know, the Marinette strings is on the poster, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like outgrowing the poster itself. Just the logo and the iconic, you know, just all you need is sure. that Mar- <laughs> Marinette thing.
1: The poster is the marionette holding the Godfather logo, but then the actual picture on the poster
0: is just him holding a cat. Who, <laughs> Brando just holding a cat? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I think uh... that's one that there's been a couple because there's another, I think, interpretation where, like, the uh, I, probably when they re-released it or whatnot, but there's, like, a white and gold one. The most recent time I mm-hmm. watched it, it was, like, there was a, that was the cover. But I think that's had a couple of different, you know... Uh, recreations over the years
1: for sure and if you're talking just straight logo because that's another classic one too and i'm thinking of three just off the top of my head who's like it's just the logo of the movie uh against like the the black background and i would say like michael keaton's batman the tim burton one from like 89 i think when it came out it's just the batman logo for sure uh jurassic park of course is just the jurassic park logo
0: okay great call that's definitely one think, that you could be, you know, if you recreated that one, you would boom, Jurassic Park, you know.
1: Yeah, I think Weird Al recreated that, recreated that one, too.
0: <laughs> you know, you're right. <laughs> what and song from fun. Jurassic Park did he do? Uh,
1: Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. <laughs> All the dinosaurs are running wild.
0: <laughs> nice. If All right, I'm still like taking it. those episode 10 emails, y'all, but Barnes is really sewing this one. <laughs> uh-huh. Swag points but then through I the do roof.
1: Ultimate one.
0: Just logo wise, is you got to think Ghostbusters. Oh wow! Yes, great call. I know well, that was the logo. That was the movie poster, though. I guess for all those. Okay, that that's what you're saying. Those were the movie posters for all those.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great call. Just though the, the Ghostbusters is just an poster.
0: iconic logo for sure. I guess a, a couple a, another big logo kind of thing in the music world. I guess, but like the uh, all very similar to like the Rolling Stones mouth. With the tongue coming out you know uh sure
1: sure, sure of course
0: which i don't know like like a uh, let it bleed and sticky fingers both have pretty iconic albums like i don't think that that mouth I, you know I, i'm not sure if the uh what album the mouth was actually but that's pretty much like the stones logo same thing with the grateful dead have like you know the steal your face logo and uh, a lot of other just iconic, you know, turtles and bears and like logos and things that are identified with the band that aren't necessarily directly from an album cover, you know. For sure,
1: I would say one that is like kind of like a logo, but it is only from one album cover. Would be uh, the Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, with just a triangle in the yeah, middle for and the sure. like, rainbow coming out the right side.
0: Yep. That one as well always reminded me, actually, of a movie iconic poster uh, uh, from from, from the same era, but uh, Clockwork Orange with the triangle uh, uh, guy shooting pool in the middle. Always kind of, yeah, Yeah. reminded me of the same thing as, like, the dark side triangle rainbow coming out of it thing.
1: Well, I was going to say that, too. Is he shooting pool? I was thinking about that today, and I was, like, looking at that. I think he's, like, holding out, like, a knife or a stick, but it always looks like he's shooting pool
0: okay yeah i mean it would make because, like, more sense movie, that he's gonna he like shoot a pool cue pool? into somebody's face or whatever but like yeah
1: no it never happens. like i think about that today because i was thinking about that movie poster and i was like oh yeah he's down there like shooting pool and i was like wait a second i don't think he is shooting pool. <laughs> i think he's just holding his like his beating stick in like that kind of like direction
0: and then i've got another actual kind of logo kind of thing from a movie but the fight club bar of soap You know him holding the soap up. That would be like if you saw, you know, if you see a T-shirt with the soap, uh, uh, something carved in a soap thing, you would know that it's a a play on the Fight Club movie poster. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, even um, I think a Full Metal Jacket is just has the helmet.
0: Okay, yeah, great call. With
1: like the Born to Kill. Uh, army helmet in the middle which i think has been spoofed here and there but it's another one like if you just showed me that i would know exactly what movie it is without like the title on the poster
0: yeah another one like that i guess and from a movie that like i don't think i've I've seen and if i saw it it was like way in the 90s when i was younger but silence of the lambs like the black and white poster with the colorful butterfly over the over the mouth You know? 100%. Just like, uh, uh, and again, just growing up in the 90s, there was that. I'm 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 sure sure Weird Al had that one stuck somewhere because that was a (laughs) very. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Here's one that's another that's been spoofed a lot, and I'm not sure. I might be wrong on this one, so this might be uh, some BLW wax shit here. It might just be a poster of an artist, but I think it is the album cover. But what about the one with the topless uh, Janet Jackson with the hands holding her boobs?
0: Oh, great call. Yeah, I think that was actually a Rolling Stone magazine cover, if I'm not mistaken. Right, okay. but it could have been a. It could have been. A, it might have been a, might, a Janet Jackson uh, yeah. album. But yeah, I that's a great call. The album
1: cover or not, but it's definitely one of those iconic pictures where, like, you would see it everywhere. Definitely one of those back posters in the back of Spencer's. Or, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. But you've seen it spoofed like a million times too. I'm sure. Maybe even Weird Al. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I guess a couple like that that I'll get to That I did have on the list But not actually the movie poster But iconic posters from a movie Right? See what I did there okay. But uh, uh, very iconic like college dorm posters uh, Definitely on sale at the back of Spencer's Like you said But uh, and, and I make fun of this first one a lot But Belushi crushing the bottle of Jack In the college sweater Oh uh, right? for sure Okay. <laughs> and, and I guess the Animal House, even, uh, 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 movie poster is kind of epic itself, you know, the uh, cartoon, National mm-hmm. Lampoon, thing there. And then uh, as well, lots of like traffic. Uh, I actually have a poster of Travis Bickle holding the guns out from Taxi Driver and like a lot of, you know, uh, De Niro with the gun out looking all crazy posters. However, yeah, not think... the movie poster itself. He's kind of just standing there looking stupid, you know.
1: Well, for sure. Like you, uh, you said it before, too, but also, like, Scarface. There's, like, a hundred different, not a, maybe just a poster okay, from the yeah, movie, yes. but, like, a hundred different posters of him in some deliverance. For hilarious, sure. Either holding the machine gun or sitting in front of them out in the cocaine. Definitely. And,
0: uh, Great call. Playing in
1: the bathtub,
0: watching the pelicans. <laughs> Fly pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I.
1: Yes, for me, I was going to say, just go back to movie posters, too, the actual poster, and, you know, I don't know if you have another one, but for me, I would say the most epic, and I think it's pretty, like, thought about, too, like, the most, maybe epic movie poster of all time, but it would have to be uh, the Jaws movie poster, so yep. the lady swimming on top of the water and, like, a giant shark coming up, like, about to eat her.
0: Yep, I had it on the list, for sure. Like, yeah, like you said, just the uh, a huge shark compared to the small lady floating above, you know, and uh, definitely, definitely nailed the, the fear of a great white shark in that picture, you mm-hmm. know?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think the movie that was just like such a change, like people were afraid of the water after it really just sums up what this movie's going to be about.
0: <laughs> just one quick clip. Um, I mean, maybe you'll end it there with your iconic uh, movie poster. Maybe I'll, on the other hand, end it with uh, uh, the iconic album cover. But I guess uh, – and again, talking about recreation, uh, even in uh, one of the more recent Netflix and chats where uh, one of the many Halloween costumes that got recreated was the Sgt. Pepper album cover from uh, The Beatles, of course. Same thing with Abbey Road. It's – you know, you could kind of go either way, them crossing the street or – but the whole Sgt. Pepper uh, album cover – is definitely, like, you know, just beyond synonymous with the band and something that you could recreate a thousand times or put in a thousand different, you know, interpretations, and it would immediately come back to Sergeant Pepper. Just really, uh... That's
1: funny, too, man, because you say Sgt. Pepper and you say Abbey Road, but I would think Abbey Road would be the more iconic Beatles, like, poster before them just walking the street. You've seen that a million times.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, either or, I suppose... The uh, you're right, that probably the them crossing the street, but the Sergeant Pepper just, you know, costumes and, and all that, uh portrait whole thing. Yeah, no, that lot of Yeah, thing. you're right.
1: There is a lot going on in that
0: uh, in
1: that album. It almost looks like a, like the Muppet Show poster. <laughs> <laughs> <Just like, laughs> there's just so much going on. But I guess, you know, that's our kind of list of some of our you know, our most epic movie posters, album covers. If there's anything we missed, of course you can email us in at the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, and uh, and that uh, gotta put that the in there, of course. That's the Geeked Up Podcast. And uh, and, and talk now, about really- a a subject of you know leaving room for audience participation. But I mean, iconic uh, posters and albums—you can only begin to scratch the surface. On a, uh, a closer look segment on something like this. So definitely. Right. So he... Yeah,
1: email us in some of the ones we missed. And of course, tell us some of the ones we missed or some of your favorites this Friday night at 8 o'clock in our uh, geeked up Zoom room party.
0: All I want to do is a Zoom room and a Zoom room. <laughs> <laughs> we just freestyled that one together there. That was. But
1: also this week uh, coming out, we got our uh, Netflix and Chat uh, review of Extraction with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yes. will be a pretty good one there, yeah? <laughs> so look out for that coming out this week. And, of course, keep an eye out for our, you know, we're still working on it for you guys, but our five-year anniversary specials will have coming out for you guys.
0: Yes, we've uh, recently uh, announced, but the big five-year anniversary special going to be coming out, so definitely be on the lookout for that as well in the near-geeked-up future.
1: Of course, of course. But with that, I guess that would be this episode. So I'm Devin Barnes, that's Liam Whalen, and I know you're not working tomorrow, so why don't you go ahead and get geeked up.
0: Time to get geeked up. Woo!
1: What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, and I'm still taking those episodes and emails, y'all. Woo! Music gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you up on.